Good afternoon. Good morning, everyone. This is Kevin Ross from your three cocktail questions. Uh, we are tabling the Death Star until next week because of popular demand. People want to learn more about Padme. And I believe there's one last piece of, of lore about Padme that no one's really gone into. And that's why no one discussed Padme's pregnancy between clones and Revenge of the Sith. Even during the Clone Wars, um, nothing really uh, happens, clearly because she's being drawn and things like that. But we do know at, at the beginning that she's got buns in the oven, right? And no one brings it up. Nobody cares. As if this this um, the question of how and why had been resolved between uh, clones, clone, the Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith, but we don't know how. So this is the speculation and the theories on why I believe in what, of, of why no one discussed it and what I believe what had happened. So like in modern society, when a celebrity becomes pregnant based on their prominence, people and their fan base tend to lose their minds over wild speculation. What is the sex of the child or children? Uh, what are their names going to be? How far along are you? Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, forever, forever. Um, bloggers and, log and vloggers and uh, gossip press, entertainment press, will uh, do whatever it possibly can to get a, uh, a story or bits of information until a conclusion, a full-blown story arc has been reached and satisfied. Uh, I believe at this point in time that Palpatine takes advantage of the situation. And at this time, he's the Chancellor. And he goes to his friend Padme and suggests that they do a, a sit-down interview with Coruscant's leading uh, interviewer, which would be a, essentially like their Barbara Walters or their Oprah. There's not really one in canon, and, and uh, we've looked. Uh, we've looked at the comics and, and legends, legend books. There doesn't seem to be one. So make up whatever name you'd like, but that's who it, that's what's going to be. It's going to be their Oprah or or their Barbara Walters, who's going to sit down with Padme and Palpatine, uh, and begin talking about the pregnancy. Who's the father? How did it happen? When did it happen? Uh, is it affecting your duties? The whole nine yards. And Palpatine is going to be there and be incredibly supportive to his friend and longtime colleague from Naboo. How it is an incredibly, uh, we're incredibly happy for Padme, the whole thing. But you're then going to ask the question, okay, Kevin, how do they get around the Jedi thing? And I think this is where Anakin really begins to doubt and question parts of the Jedi Order. Palpatine suggests, suggests to Padme, not to Anakin, but to Padme, that perhaps they should use a fallen soldier's, um, a, a fallen soldier. We know that Padme goes on adventures, and it could have been at the point in time where, at this point in time, she truly believed that she was going to lose her life. We saw that happen in the Clone Wars. She gives a, a, a wonderful embrace to Anakin before they're let out into the arena. There's no reason to think, and this is, this is no judgment, that uh, should a situation like that ever arise again, that people just want to be close to each other. And that's how she kind of justifies it 
to uh, the press. It was a mistake. It was a lovely mistake, and the soldier passed away. She never knew his name. She never knew his name. And um, the family is supportive. They do uh, B-roll interviews of mom and dad and her sister. Uh, they're all extremely thrilled. The child's going to be uh, warm and loved in the home, uh, the whole nine yards. No, no harm, no foul. Okay. Well, Palpatine during this time has done his scan of Padme to determine are these actually Anakin's kids? Are these are these force sensitive children? And it turns out that Palpatine does not sense the force in the children. And that would have then led to why didn't he? And I speculate in part two why that's the case. Talk soon. Padme Amidala and the interview part two. So we uh, determined why Padme would do this uh, with her help of, at this time, Chancellor Palpatine, and that Palpatine did not sense the force in the children. And the reason I believe is that is the actual force. The actual force does not want Palpatine to use the children. Uh, at first, I thought maybe Palpatine might use the dark side to mask him from Yoda, but Yoda would have done the same thing long before uh, the senator did or vice versa at the same time, and sense that one side or the other is using the force to either mask or enhance the children, right? Kind of giving it away, which would then give Palpatine away. So the more logical answer is the force itself um, is protecting the children from the dark side and the light side of the force, keeping the kids neutral. So Palpatine believes that, you know, Anakin is not, at, at this time not the father, but still can see and can raise doubts of jealousy in um, Anakin or or get him to admit that he did uh, impregnate her, and that's his, that's his woman. So Palpatine would press the issue with Anakin. But during the interview, Palpatine would use this opportunity to expand the coverage of not just uh, life on life with um, Padme, but how well life is doing with Naboo, uh, how well the uh, the Republic is doing, how bad the Separatists are, and then begin going into the Jedi. Now you can also see the Jedi every once every you know twenty or so years as a new generation would would come about would would take an interview right because you know younger generations wouldn't understand. Uh, the Jedi Order, you know, this, there's this, you know, essentially this giant monolithic temple in the middle of the city, right? And it's massive, it's huge. Um, uh, they'd want to get uh, go more in depth into it. So Palpatine would talk to Yoda about allowing access once again to like the library and some of the more public areas uh, that could go into it. But then subtly uh, use the Force on the interviewer to begin asking deeper, probing your questions. Uh, to try to get Yoda or Mace or any of the Jedi representatives there to get defensive about secrets, about what what's the Jedi up to. And you could see uh, at, at one point then either Mace or Yoda or somebody, you know, canceling the interview, interview this, uh, you know, over this interview is, and splicing that together so that, yes, they're, the, they're a police force, and yes, they're doing good by it, but... We still don't quite understand them, and they're still a little more mysterious, which is part of how Palpatine layers in distrust of the Jedi so that when Order 66 finally happens, uh, you get more acceptance of it 
whoa, they, you know, he discovered something. They were going to take over. Uh, it's a good thing that we had the chancellor here, right, with the troopers that were available to go make this happen. You can see a lot of that begin to happen in the canon comics, in the Star Wars comics about um, how uh, they destroyed the lightsabers and how uh, red lightsabers are made now, the whole thing. They're, they're really beginning to explore that, but I'm beginning to dig digress. Padme is using the interview now to uh, get her reputation intact, keep her reputation intact, uh, show and establish that um, she's not just going to have to go home Right, that she can still work, and Palpatine would support this. He would tell, he would say to her that at, during this time of war, we don't really need a change of leadership. Right, Padme is doing a great job as your representative here with Representative Binks. We should just keep what we have in place while we're dealing with the Separatist threat. We don't need the Separatists using uh, this incident uh, to fuel more uh, anti-hate against the Republic. And once again, Palpatine, being a master manipulator, manipulates the situation properly. But but uh, for Padme, she has put put to rest the, any scandalous uh, relationship of of the children. Anakin sees that the Jedi are holding more and more secrets uh, back, not just from the public, but from him, because he wouldn't have known certain things that eventually get drawn out as Palpatine's using the Force to subtly influence the interviewer uh, when the interviewer is interviewing the Jedi. This all plays out to Palpatine's plans, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks. Padme Amidala and the interview, part three. So, with the success of the interview being, being finished, Palpatine getting his win-win, uh, securing more of a relationship with Anakin, uh, ingratiating himself with uh, Padme, and once again damaging the reputation of the Jedi, Padme and Anakin have what I would believe a, a massive fight, a massive argument over why this had to happen in the first place, the whole nine yards. It's nobody's business, the, the, et cetera, et cetera. Padme trying to explain to Anakin how important it is for her public perception to still be maintained. Uh, Anakin doesn't care about all that. He just wants to, to, to love her and live her, being an, an honest, an, a very honest to a fault warrior monk. They have a huge blowout, huge, huge fight. Anakin leaves, it probably takes some, some small, crazy uh, mission, just wants to get out of the house for a week or so, just, just wants to get away. And that's the time that Padme finally puts her foot down. She's had enough of the abusive relationship uh, with Anakin once and for all. And that's when she decides, as we go all the way back to the beginning of this, Padme decided that she needs to get out of this relationship. How is she going to get out of this relationship? And then decides to fake her own death. And this wraps all the way back around to how Padme faked her, would, was trying to fake her own death, but didn't. She actually died. And then the 47 handmaidens. So if you haven't heard those two, please go back, uh, review those, and then come back and this will all tie up into nice, one nice neat little bow. I want to thank everyone uh, for allowing all the speculation to happen. That's what this channel is. It's all about our wild speculation, kind of filling in the gaps of our in our little headcanon about um, what uh, could have happened, should have happened, might happen, and it still might. Some of these things might still happen. Remember what uh, what those folks at Star Wars say. It's, it's not canon until it is. Um, they're going back and they're filling in 
uh, stories like this to get to, uh, to make things so much, not so much right, but balanced to make sense. Uh, Star Wars is a an ever evolving story. It's a modern story with tales that are that are uh, that are classic and are being retold uh, with in in the modern age for modern audiences. Um, next week we're going to try to go into the Death Star, my favorite uh, piece of technology in in current science fiction. Uh, we'll go into it why it was created in the first place. What, Pat, what I believe Palpatine's ultimate mission is uh, was going to be with both the first Death Star and the second Death Star, and what the original Death Star was and is to this day. It still exists. I'm not going to tell you what it is now, but it's still around. And it's been in, in, front, in front of you the whole time. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again. Uh, enjoy your afternoon. Be safe. If you do take your three cocktails, be safe. Um, uh, and have a great weekend. And we'll talk again soon. Bye-bye.